Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the More Authenticity podcast with Evelyn Edwards. I'm your host, Evelyn Edwards, and this episode was a spur-of-the-moment type idea. I've recently been struggling with playing the comparison game, and I listened to another podcast. It wasn't about comparison, but they had said a quote that said, all this glitter isn't gold. And it literally hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's the next episode. So here we are. I don't have that many updates for you guys. Um, But before we get into it, I do want to share this book that I've been reading. It's called In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. I don't know if I'm butchering her last name or not, but my friend let me borrow it and it's been so good. Typically, I've only like read self-help books and motivational books and sometimes at the end of the day I'm like I really just like want to shut my brain off I don't want to learn anything like I'm tired I want to wind down and I don't want to feel this pressure that like I need to always be reading these motivational and self-help books so this is the first book that I've read in a while that is just like a fictional kind of living and reading somebody else's story And it's been really, really fun. So, basically, I'm 100 pages in. I'm on chapter 13. But this whole book, I'm going to tell you guys, like, what the back of the cover says so you can get a better idea about it. Because I've been having these crazy dreams along with this book. So, it says, where do you see yourself in five years? Danny Cohen lives her life by the numbers. Her every goal has long been mapped out and accounted for. To her mind, the unpredictable does not exist. She is nothing like her lifelong best friend, the wild, whimsical, believes in fate, Bella. So, when Danny is asked the proverbial question at the most important interview of her career, she she has a meticulous crafted or a meticulously crafted answer at the ready. Later, after nailing her interview and accepting her boyfriend's marriage proposal, Danny goes to sleep knowing she is right on track to achieve her five-year plan. But when she awakens, she's suddenly in a different apartment with a different ring on her finger and beside a very different man. Danny spends one hour exactly five years in the future before she awakes again in her own home on the brink of midnight. But it is one hour she cannot shake. She tries to move on by burying herself in work and striving to excel, barreling towards that five-year goal line. But everything changes the night that she, in the most unimaginable way, comes face-to-face with him, the man from her long-ago dream. Danny's hard-held plan begins to unravel as she pulled faster and faster toward the fateful hour. In five years is an unforgettable love story, but it is not one that you're expecting. So, right now, I have been... to like I've read to the part where she had the dream what it was like how intense it was that type of thing and then after she awoken from her dream um I like put the book down basically and I was like okay I'm gonna stop here I went to bed and the dream literally came to life and I was like what the heck like I remember dreaming about me with a different man other than my current boyfriend, and me just being like, who the heck are you? Like, where's Dylan? I do not like you. Get out of my face. Like, I was so mad, and it was just, like, so weird that I woke up and was like, oh my god, I just had that dream, and then she comes face to face with the man later in the book. I'm not ruining anything, just by the way. It says it, obviously, in the thing. That's why I wanted to state um, what it was about first, but you know, she meets the man face to face. I won't tell you how or anything, but then I go to sleep that night and I had a dream that my mom 
had a whole different man other than my dad. And I was like, oh my gosh, dad's going to be so sad. And like, it was just something I couldn't shake. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Every time I read this book at night, I literally have the, like in it, in my dream in some sort of way. And I was just like, kind of blown away by it. I was like, dang, do I have like superpowers or something? I'm confused. I didn't even know that could like happen. (laughs) So, and I also haven't read like a story in a while. So I don't know. It's just been really weird, but I love the book. I can't put it down. I read until I get tired and it's helped me kind of get tired faster to be able to put my phone down and the blue light and all of that stuff. So it's been really nice to read before bed. Sometimes I don't do it. Sometimes I'm just like, eh, I don't really feel like it, but I've been slowly getting back into reading. So if you do have any book recommendations that kind of just get your mind off of the world, please let me know. Shoot me a DM or comment on my Instagram. I'm probably going to make a post about it uh, later. So if you see that on the Instagram, the More Authenticity Podcast Instagram, please let me know your book recommendations. I would love to hear it. The second update is more of a story. Um, For my 21st birthday, it's April 22nd, which is Earth Day. Um, It falls on a Friday. And so I've been kind of planning Like, I wanted to go on a trip, and my mom brought up the idea at lunch the other day. She was like, we should go to Nashville. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Like, we could go to Nashville. It'd be a girl's trip. That'd be so fun. And Lydia's two years younger than me, so I don't think she would be able to go because you kind of need to get in (laughs) with your ID and stuff. So, anyways, my mom was looking at flights, and I don't know who knows about angel numbers, if they're, like, prevalent in your life or prevalent, I don't, how do you say that word? Okay, I just looked it up and it's prevalent. So it's been very noticeable to see 111, 222, 333. They're all consecutive numbers in threes, if you don't know what an angel number is. Um, I've been really seeing them more since my grandmother died back in 2020. So I truly think that it's giving, like, I could make a whole episode about angel numbers and how it's affected my life in such, like, in a a crazy way, and I truly don't think that they're coincidence. It's so weird on how when I see an angel number, I am thinking of something that's really intentional, and then I see that angel number, and I'm like, it kind of gives me confirmation of whatever I'm thinking in the moment, if that makes sense. So with my mom, she's the same way, but her number is 222. She sees 222 literally all the time, like right place, right time. That's what it means. And um, my mom was looking up the flights to Nashville and the total for a round trip flight was $222. So 222. And my mom told me that and I was like, what? No way. That's so crazy. Like we have to go now. (laughs) And she was like, oh my gosh. And so we were at my house, um, having dinner. We cooked salmon. It was really good. It was a really fun time. And Lydia, she was sitting at the bar there in our house and she was like, I'm going to have one of these Dove chocolates. And you know how the Dove chocolates, when you open it up, there's like a little quote inside. And she was like, I really never eat these chocolates. Like they're sitting out always, but I never eat them. And so something was like, I'm just going to try one and see what it says. She literally opened up the Dove chocolate and the quote said, buy the flight. I kid you not. It said, buy the flight. And she was like, no way. And I was like, what? She was like, look at this right now. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it wasn't even five minutes after we were talking about it. And I just think that that's such a funny coincidence. I don't know if we'll end up going to Nashville or not because the weekend after my birthday, my mom has like a business trip to go to California and she was like, we could go there. So if I had to choose, I would much rather go to California because Lydia could come with us and we could make it a like girls trip. Nashville um, is just like a different scenery. I feel like I would want more friends to come, that type of thing. And it's during finals. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I just thought that was such a funny story. And I really want to make an episode about angel numbers, so be on the lookout for that. The last epi- I mean, sorry, the last update that I have isn't really an update. It's just a really blonde moment for me. Last night, I had bought the Valentine's Day cookies from the Pillsbury- Is it the Pillsbury brand? Yes, the infamous Pillsbury- heart cookies I bought uh, or my boyfriend bought for me to have during the week because they're so good and he put them in the oven to make before he left to go back home where he's from um because we're doing long distance right now and he was like just don't forget to take them out and I was like okay thank you so much it's very sweet whatever he leaves I go upstairs I completely forget about it I I mean like the whole it was an hour and a half later where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'll be right back. I was on the phone with him and I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go, um, bring this stuff downstairs. And he was like, okay, I go down there and I'm hearing the oven going off and I'm like, holy crap. I was like, no, no. Like my heart sank. All the hairs on my body stood up. I was like, there could legit be a fire right now in there. And I wouldn't know what to do. I literally opened them up and they look like all Oreos in there just as black as the night sky I could not believe there was smoke coming out I turned the fan on and I was like holy crap Dylan's not gonna believe this (laughs) I go back upstairs and I was like guess what I did and he was like what and I was like I left the cookies in the oven and he was like no way Evelyn K I was not even gone an hour and a half and I was like I know it's been in there the whole time like the cookies were literally in there for an hour and a half And it said to only be in there for 13 to 14 minutes. Like, it literally could have caught on fire. I was so relieved. Oh, my gosh. And it's just me and my one other roommate here. And uh, I just... And I at first, I was like, oh, Maddie's cooking downstairs. I wonder what she's cooking. It kind of smells interesting. (laughs) And I go downstairs with my burnt cookies. I'm like, okay. I took a video and sent it to Dylan. He was cracking up. He's like, that's awful. And then I was eating something and I was like, I mean, they're not really bad. He was like, no way. You actually ate one? And I was like, no, I'm kidding. But I kind of went on for a little bit. So anyways, that was my blonde moment. Forgot the cookies. And I only had one of them before it was put in the oven. Like a raw cookie, which they're actually really good. So wanted to share that with you. Um, God, I'm so mad at myself because I was so looking forward to eating them. But anyways, that <laughs> that's the whole cookie story and all of my little updates and stories. So now we can get into talking about comparison. I think that we can all be honest and say that we've at least been a victim of the comparison game. We all compare ourselves. Even though we hate how the comparison game makes us feel, we do it anyways. 
whether it's with our academics, friendships, accomplishments, money, bodies, career, relationships, or even our future self and the perception that you have of yourself in your mind. For a lot of us, I think it's safe to say that the comparison game has become like a second nature to some of us. It's such a joy-sucking trap that is so addicting to do, and it seems like the easy way out in that very given moment. A lot of people can crave and envy those of others, whether it be material or not. There are so many aspects in life that you can compare someone else's to. You can have love, relationships, friendships, basically everything that I had just said. The list can go on, but I wrote down all of these aspects that we could compare ourselves to, and I wanted to talk about each cluster with you guys and ways that you can improve playing the comparison game. Because we're going to all inevitably have some days that are harder than others. Let's just say it that way. I think, for me, it seems like the easiest way out. I've never really looked at somebody's life and be like, I want their life. But especially for my business, I find it easier to put myself down and seeing other small businesses getting all these orders when we've only had literally two the whole month of January. So because of that, it's kind of rippled into the effect of it being hard to come up with new designs. Luckily, we have more coming on the way, but it takes a pivot in your thinking to be like, okay, their chapter 53 is not my chapter 7. And that helped me get my determination back up, but I know I've talked about that before in my previous episode, but I seriously struggle with that. And being able to create this episode has helped me with my mindset, and so I'm hoping the same thing for whoever is listening. The first cluster I want to go over is love, relationships, and friendships. Whether it's comparing ourselves to our best friend, other relationships, or other friendships, it leaves us feeling less than great about ourselves. We basically compare ourselves to others in order to kind of create or give ourselves this benchmark to evaluate ourselves. This is definitely true for more abstract things like happiness and being good at something, but we look at others to better understand where we're at and it's human nature. Thanks to social media, you know more now about people's love lives and friendships than like ever before. You see photos of different types of adventures that couples are going on or girls trips or you know TikToks and anytime I see a TikTok literally about a relationship specifically, literally the whole comment section is comparison. I mean, I'll see from a range of like, oh my gosh, this is so cute blocks to now I'm going to go under a bridge and die type thing. Like it's so to the extreme, but what people don't realize is like you are seeing all of these things and celebrating what appears to be this perfect union when they're almost kind of their fake news. Like, I'm not saying it's all baloney. I'm sure, like, they have great moments, you know what I mean? But people are only showing you the good moments that someone has chosen to show. You don't see the bickering, the blowout arguments, or the stay-at-home nights. And the same can be true in real life. Couples may only show a specific side of their life in public, and it's usually the happy one, which is not bad, but I'm just saying that all the glitter isn't gold. It's not all that it appears to be. Everybody is human. So when you start comparing yourselves, you're you're wearing these lens-covered glasses, which then builds up 
this resentment with whoever it may be. It could even be your parents, your siblings, your best friend, or your significant other. Literally anybody, when you start to compare your friends and what they have, or couples, what they have, and that type of deal, we fall in love with that perception and we hate the reality. That's kind of like the whole cluster of friendships, love, and relationships. And the next one that I have here is school, achievements, money, and career. This one is more about measuring success. I think that when you start to measure your success by the wrong things, it literally ruins your whole happiness. Take the example I had before of Aluna's. I was upset that other businesses are growing, gaining more followers, exposure, and more orders every day, and in the month of January, we only had two orders. Now, granted, I didn't take into account that, okay, our website was down the whole month of December, we took a break, we don't have new stuff, that type of deal, but it's so easy to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> not doing well, when I could be like, oh my, wait, we literally just had two orders, one from Indiana, the other one from New Jersey, and it's like, we don't know these people, like, they're not from North Carolina, or we don't, like, we're not their friends, that, you know what I mean, so it's like, holy crap, that's already a great success by itself, we've sold 46 out of 50 states, that is crazy, to have only been open a little over a year, and I'm sitting there being like, well, we only have two orders in January. Like, yes, money-wise, I can see how it is, you know. I mean, we, we didn't really make profit, but we're still growing as a whole. And I'll stop celebrating these wins when I compare myself. So, especially with school, I mean, I went a whole different route than what is quote-unquote traditional. I went to Wake Tech Community College for two years before transferring to state, and I'm planning on that episode very soon, so I'll get more into detail with that, but it was so hard to compare my life to others, especially when I grew up thinking I was going to go to a four-year university. I was, like, so excited to have a dorm room and all this stuff. I mean, it was so hard to find my happiness within the first even year of that and especially with like my career I thought I had five different careers set out I thought I was going to be a real estate agent I thought I was going to be like a corporate real estate agent and I sell bigger like corporations and land and you know entities and then I thought okay now I'm going to be a CEO or now I'm going to be a marketer for a small business or you know, all of these down the line, and now I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I may stick with this podcast the whole rest of my life and be completely fine with it. So, anyways, with the whole career, it's like you can see other people, like, I have not had an internship, and there is absolutely no desire in me to go out and get an internship, but it's like, I don't know why there's such pressure to get an internship for you to feel like you're on track with your job or your career. I think that having internships are great, but to me, I have not wanted to sit down and be like, I want an internship. So with this cluster, my whole goal was to say that measuring our success by the wrong things can ruin your whole happiness, especially when you deserve to be happy about the small successes that you have. The next cluster I have is the last one, but it's bodies and lifestyles. I think 
comparing our bodies has been so relevant in this day and age. I mean, I think that we can experience depression and low self-esteem when comparing yourself to other bodies and lifestyles. I mean, when you think about that girl aesthetic, it's like getting up, going working out, drinking water, drinking grains, and all these whole foods, and making gourmet meals, and doing yoga, and having, like, you know, listening to podcasts, and reading all these motivational books, and it's like, I love doing all of those things. Can I do it on a regular basis? No, I can't. (laughs) Like, I'm human. I cannot wake up and be like a robot and be like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. Especially if I'm not familiar with it to begin with. I think I've worked my way up to being like, okay, I'm going to work out. Okay, I'm going to cook this food today. Or, okay, I'm going to listen to this podcast while I walk. That type of deal. But when you see all of these like day in my lives and workout routines, it's like, oh my gosh, that girl's lifting 70 pound weights. You know what I mean? For these... RDLs and I'm only doing 40 and so it's like I've never really been upset about that I know I'm on my own path but it's just like I it pushes me to be better but also in the back of my mind it can be toxic so I found a quote and it says be enough for yourself that the rest of the world can wait I was like that I saw it this morning I was like that's going in my episode today I was so content when reading that quote and felt so much more whole and I was like, I may have to put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. So with all of these clusters and different aspects in our life that we can start to compare ourselves to and create this benchmark of how we're doing, I have written out ways to improve all of this comparison or to just help pivot your mindset about the whole comparison ordeal if you're struggling with it. So what I first have written down is to focus on your path. You are on your own road, your own destination. Like you are literally on your own path. Nobody's walking in your shoes and you're not walking in anybody else's shoes. If you start to focus on your own path and seeing where you want it to go, how you want it to end up and where you want it to be, you can have a general idea and have inspiration and goals, but to be comparing it to other people's path when they're literally not on the same path going back to earlier their chapter 53 is not your chapter 7 so the first one that I have is to focus on your own path the second one is to define your version of success and happiness I think we keep trying to look at others to see oh that's fulfilling for them so it should be fulfilling for me or they're really successful in this so I should maybe start doing that and then I can see it ripple into my life and it's like figure out what your version of success and happiness is and you focus on that whether it's writing down in your notes or your a journal or a piece of paper back of a napkin or literally anything if you just sit down and think about it (laughs) when you define your own version you're going to stop measuring that in other people the next point that i have down is to celebrate other people's successes When you celebrate other people's successes, I can promise you that you'll feel happier. Emotions are contagious and self-replicating. Negativity breeds more negativity and positivity breeds more positivity. When you enjoy these effects of others, you will start a positive feedback loop of positive thinking in your own mind. It works even if you have to fake your enthusiasm at first. You'll also be more of 
a confident person when you incorporate positive thinking into your default response to events that are happening around you. The world will most likely start to seem like a brighter and more friendly place. I also recommend that having a healthy competition and inspiration rather than comparison will make you feel more free than letting go of that feeling that you always have to measure up to those around you. Step into the role of a student and see what knowledge you can get from the successful people you know instead of comparing. You know, it's so much more inspirational when you're like, oh my gosh, they are doing this and that can give me motivation and like a push to start doing whatever. That's just an example. But another point is complimenting each other while not comparing. That moment of complimenting somebody sets you free from the negative self-talk that could be happening inside of your head. If you keep your mouth shut, that would have meant keeping your mind racing with these lies, whatever it may be. It could be like you wanting to go up and tell somebody that their outfit's so cute, you know? And then if you don't, you could sit there and be like, well, my outfit isn't that cute. I'm wearing leggings and a sweatshirt, you know what I mean? So I know that we talk a lot about giving one compliment can really brighten someone's day, but I don't think we talk enough about what the power of a compliment does to the one giving it, especially when it comes to the comparison game. Like, if I were to go up to somebody and be like, I love your outfit, it sets me free of being like, I don't care what my outfit looks like. I like her outfit, and I'm going to tell her that, you know? So, the next point that I have is to really pay attention to who you're around when you feel like your most authentic self and keep them close. Like I said before, negativity breeds negativity. If you have negative people in your life that are not celebrating your successes and that are not truly supporting you, you can tell. It's not that hard to see and feel the energy of others that they give off. And then it's harder for you to feel happy for them. And now you have this like version of yourself that you can't truly be your authentic self, you know? So... I really recommend to pay attention to who you're around when you feel your most authentic self and to keep them close. This next point has taken me a long time to do, but I finally worked up the courage to be like, I literally don't care. It's to literally unfollow people that do not serve a healthy purpose in your life. Only follow those that inspire you, close friends, and people that are genuinely a good influence on your life. I can promise you that you only following somebody because you don't want to hurt their feelings, is that's you living for somebody else's happiness. Because if, okay, say I follow a girl that has a really toned body, um, you know perfect I don't know nobody's perfect so it's like I can't really make up a good example but if there's somebody that I always look at and I'm like dang I wish I looked like that or I need to work harder to look like that it's like I'm going to unfollow them if they don't make me feel inspired it'd be one thing if I were to look at somebody and be like oh my gosh that's awesome I want to get like that or I really like how they do their vlogs or day in the lives because I want to start incorporating that in my life. Not because you want to be like them, but because it inspires you. So that helped me a lot, especially with people from like high school that I don't talk to anymore. And like, just, I 
just don't care who I follow anymore. And I don't have any empathy for those that I unfollow. If I don't talk to you, if I don't keep up with you, I truly want nothing but the best for you, but I'm not going to continue to follow you if it's not serving me. So that point is, that was a hard one to swallow. I mean, I think it's different when you're in high school because you see those people, but when you're not and you're in college now and you're like, I literally don't care anymore. Like, popularity is out of the question. Literally, it's just so different when you get to college, and it's so refreshing that I can't recommend that enough. The next one I have here is to understand what you're thankful for. When I go to sleep or when I wake up, I am so thankful for everything that I have in my life. I am well off than a lot of people, and a lot of people are well off more than me, if that makes any sense. Like, there are more people out there, like, Jeff Bezos or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, but you don't even know. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to just, like, create a circle for myself. But understand what you're thankful for will truly help you stop comparing. Like, for my car, for example, I have to pay for my car every month. A lot of my friends didn't have to pay for their car because they got a used car and they all paid for it like up front or their parents helped them. I'm not saying my parents didn't help me, but you know, I'm grateful that I had a new car and that I'm capable of paying for it every month since I was 16 and learning that responsibility of managing my money and working and my work ethic and understanding that I'm thankful for all of those different effects coming from this one materialistic thing. Like, I have shaped my character more because of me paying for my car than if I just had a car given to me. No offense to anybody that doesn't pay for their car or anything like that. I'm sure there's other ways in their life that they're paying for things that I'm not. But that was just the one example I can relate to with my life of like, okay, Having to pay for my own car has taught me X, Y, and Z, and now I'm grateful for it because it's helped me not try to blow my money on all these clothes or things that are not necessary or going out to eat as much. And gas nowadays, I mean, gosh, it's so expensive. But to understand what you're thankful for helps you feel more grounded in yourself and your path and also celebrating others that have it as well, you know? So, the next one that I have here is to figure out what you want to do with your life. Visualize it and start doing it. I cannot say it enough. When I wanted to get into a workout routine, I visualized what it would look like and I just sat down researched different types of exercises, what my workout split's going to be, and I just was like, I'm going to do it. I literally don't care. And especially with, like, sitting down and reading, too, and um, journaling and doing all that, it's the motivation has to spark, but then it's the dedication that keeps you going. Like this podcast. When the new year came around, I had so much motivation to get this podcast going, And now it's more so dedication of doing it weekly because I told myself I'm going to do it weekly. But I'm talking about like the nitty gritty, how you want to react, how you want to be with others and your higher self. Picture yourself like 10 years from now. I know it's hard, but 
visualize what you want to be and how you want to be and then start doing it. Like I visualized myself waking up, making coffee, stretching, maybe doing yoga, doing a devotion. And so I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to stretch out. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to do a devotion, that type of thing. And then you start to feel more confident in the promises that you're keeping to yourself because then it just increases your whole self-esteem in general. So get down to the nitty gritty, what you want your car to be, what you want your career and all this to be. Don't hold it so close to you, but keep it on the back burner of being like, you know, this is still what I want to be and this is helping me get to that place. Sitting and comparing your life to others will not help you get to the higher place that you're meant to be. I want to kind of end all of these pointers on a quote, another quote. I'm such a quote little girl, but I saw this quote the other day and it says, the only thing that's worth comparing is who you are today with who you were yesterday. I think when you start to compare yourself personally, like what I did yesterday, how can I do that better today? It will make you so much more of a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, focusing on other people's and being so honed in on that. I think that it will really set you free of a lot of things. And I want to end this off with um, a product from Elena's Boutique. We have what's called an authenticity notepad. And hold on, let me get it so I can read it better. Okay, so the title of the authenticity notepad is The Secret to Your Future is Hidden in Your Daily Routine. We created this notepad mainly to just set the tone for your day or night, get anything off your chest. There's four different sections. We have affirmations, gratitude, manifest, reminder, slash to do. The three bigger sections are the affirmations, gratitude, and manifest because I didn't want it to all be about what you have to do, what you're reminding yourself, but during the time of writing down your affirmations, gratitude, or manifesting, um, if there was something to pop in your head of like, oh, I need to do this today, that way you can just brain dump it on the notepad. But the whole motivation or intention of this notepad was to have affirmations, gratitude, and manifest. On the back of the notepad, it kind of goes over what affirmations are, what gratitude is, how you can write it on the notepad, and what manifesting is. Typically, I'll do a manifest or a prayer on mine, um, but an example of affirmations would be, I am my authentic self, I am putting effort into those that put effort into me, and I am beautifully and wonderfully made. For gratitude, it could be like, I am grateful of having dinner with my family last night, or I'm grateful that I'm able to buy groceries at the grocery store, and... I am grateful to have an outlet like this podcast um, that people actually listen to. So, and then manifesting would be like money comes easily and frequently, orders come easily and frequently, um, or you could say like I pray that my family gets home safe, something like that. 
Um, and then the reminders and to do is basically self-explanatory. But that can give you a little example of the authenticity notepad. It's not super strict. It was basically created for people that don't journal, you know, like if you don't want to journal, then this is such a great structured notepad to be able to just sit down, fill out, and you'll feel better. I know that for a fact. So it's $10 on Aluna's Boutique if you're looking for another stationary item. It's pretty cute. You could check out our Instagram too for pictures, but I did want to throw that in there because I think with comparing ourselves to others, um, it can only make you focused on what other people are doing. So this notepad kind of grounds you and gives you more of an understanding of what you're thankful for, what's in your life, what you're grateful for. And I think more of the positivity will breed positivity and that way you're pushing out the negativity. So I wanted to end off the episode on a good note, something that you can get a tangible item that could possibly help you with your um, comparison game if you're struggling with that. So if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. I'm very, very, very thankful for anybody that listens to this podcast. You can write a review on Apple or Spotify. If you would like, it helps us a lot with growth and pushing our podcast or my podcast out there. So any review would be grateful. Any advice, you could follow the Instagram at More Authenticity Podcast. Um, I'll have everything linked below, but that's all that I have for this episode. And I'll talk to you next week, besties. Bye. <laughs>